for Clemson women's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Press box for Brad and John. Go to hatflow.com today if you want to get in on uh, their hat builder, customized hat builder. You can put your logo on there, your business, your church, your organization, whatever it may be. It's a great way to get noticed with a great-looking leather patch on a Richardson hat that you customize yourself with different color schemes, or you can put on a beanie for this time of the year. It's very needed for your employees. Uh, You can also... Check out their straw hats, low profile. They got a little bit of everything at hatflowco.com. So I encourage you to go there today and check them out. And they've got all kinds of work. They've got Clemson hats with the tiger paw on them on a leather patch. It looks great. They got alumni hats. You name it. Uh, they can take care of you. They have the Wade Woodass logo, Clemson linebacker uh, working with Hatflow now. So all of that is on their website, hatflowco.com. No order minimums, nationwide shipping, great pricing. Great people, local upstate company, hatflowcode.com. Check them out today. John, uh, I'll just say this, and this is no offense because I am a Southerner myself through and through. You and I both. Jamie Chad will be a horrible fit in Boston College. It'd be absolutely terrible. <laughs> it would be the worst move he could make for his career. One, I don't think he'd even land the interview. Too, if he got the interview, I think it would go horribly. I mean, do you think people in that area of the country would like having you know a southern gentleman like like Jamie, Jamie Chadwell? Chadwell? Yeah, no, they wouldn't. No, they, they, would, wouldn't. they would look down on him. Yeah, that's why he would never even get a phone call, in my opinion. But I also think it'd be a bad idea for Jamie Chadwell in his career. Yes, very much so. I think he is position himself well for much better jobs at a geographic place that makes more sense to him. Speaking of Boston College as a job, where would you rank it within the confines of the ACC as we currently know it, not the one that could be <laughs> yeah. in the future? Which is another reason that I wouldn't blame Halfley for leaving too. Conference uncertainty. new Three new teams in there. Florida State's threatening to leave. You know, Clemson, North Carolina could follow suit, not lawsuit, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Could happen at any moment. Um, it may be the worst job in the league next to Cal. I think it's worse than Cal. Okay. Only reason I say it's worse than Cal is Cal's three thousand miles away from the rest of the teams in it. I'm very confident it's the worst job in the ACC. Can you can you make a case for Wake? I think you can, but I would still take Wake Forest over Boston College in terms of just overall programs that you're trying to to sell to a coaching candidate. Wake is a really, really, really hard job. Don't let the fact that Dave Clawson has had success there make you forget that Wake Forest has had what one ACC championship since the fifties. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, With the Riley Skinner right? one? Yeah. Yeah, I I just think that you're 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 talking about a really difficult job because of lack of a fan base, you know, well, lack of a 
of uh, money that pours well, into the program. And go look at the schools that are in your geographic footprint that you're recruiting against. Yeah. But at least, at least you have the pipelines near you. Right. There's talent nearby that if you can convince them to come to Wake Forest. What's Boston near- College's footprint for recruiting? Because football in the Northeast is not – I just – it's not what it is down in the South or – Texas. It's, it's, or, it's the reason it is what it is in the South because people left the North and came South. And I think that Boston College is such a fifth, sixth fiddle when it comes to that town alone. Thank you. I think that's another reason why I think it's a it's a very difficult job is nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, I've heard I have never been on the BC trip when Clemson has gone up there for any athletic events, but I've talked to plenty of people who've gone to spend the weekend in Boston. Tiger paws on head to toe, and the locals are asking, what are you here for? They don't really know Boston College exists. And now, Boston College, Chestnut Hill is not in the city. Right, yeah, but but still, you would have an idea. Like, if when we – I've been to Louisville. Everybody in Louisville knows if you're walking around in a Clemson shirt what you're there for. I bet you would have a hard time if you went down – if you walked through – the North End. That's a very popular district to go to okay. in Boston. And you were to walk up to random people or sit beside somebody at a restaurant or a bar and say, can you name five players on Boston College's team? How much are they going to name one? They may not even know that Halfley was the coach, to be honest with you. And just, it's just not, so again, this is not a, this, it's not a good job. I, there are people up there you would find that would still tell you that it's either Tom O'Brien or Steve Adazio. I mean, is this in the top five worst jobs in, in all college football? And I'm including G5s. Um, I don't know about G5s because in your, you're looking at some schools that just have absolutely no money coming in whatsoever. Yeah, you don't even really have a budget. I mean, you're always going to get rated. I, like, I look at Kent State. That's so much of a worse job than Boston College. UMass. Way worse than Boston <laughs> College. Honestly, it, any job in the MAC right now. Really? Because Ooh. of the way the MAC is. Oh, I don't know about that. Ohio, Miami of Ohio, Toledo. I think I Buffalo is a better job. Buffalo might be a better job. Pete Lambeau might have taken a better job. Than the special teams coach at South Carolina? <laughs> than, than Boston College. Oh, maybe. I would much rather be at, at Ohio. They they seem to, to really, really care about football there. Uh, we got to... Good text here on the Adams Co. Roofing text line. Brad and Clemson gets in. I'm from Massachusetts. BC is irrelevant. Only time it was big was Doug Flutie. There is no interest at all in the region. None. None. I've been there. I've seen it. It's, it's It was funny. I, I, I've told this before, but I remember going to the game. You know, they don't do tailgating, John. They don't what? tailgate. You're not a school. You're not a real place. Oh, that's bull crap. You're not even real. If you don't tailgate. You're not serious people. You're not. But I, I remember getting there, you know, I, I'm, I was in the media, so I got there super early. That's what we do. We get there very early, beat the traffic and make sure we're in our seat. And we got things to cover, you know, and watch warm-ups, all, all that stuff. So I go there, and I remember sitting there, and we're up high in, in, in the press box. And I remember seeing the cars coming in. They're all at the same time, John. They're all on a single file line, and they're pulling into – the road coming down the road, it's like six thirty. <laughs> okay, it, it's like they're arriving for an NBA game. Like at six thirty for an eight p.m. kickoff for a seven kickoff or seven fifteen, something like that. 
Yeah, it's like what are you been doing all day? It's like <laughs> trying to get through Boston traffic. But it's like it's like thirty minutes before the kickoff, and they're just now coming to the game because you 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 go park your car, you walk into the stadium, you watch the ball game, you get in your car, and you leave. There's no festivities. There's no atmosphere. It's as anti-college football as any place in America. They they tailgate at high school games in in South Carolina. I've seen it. <laughs> You've probably done it. I have not. No. <laughs> when I go to high school games, I'm I'm working. They well, listen to you. They don't tailgate at Boston College. Just that tailgating. I, 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 is, I don't know how to process that. Tailgating is a traffic thing in Boston College <laughs> as you're trying to get to. Chestnut Hill. They, they, it's, it's just not a serious football place. I'm not saying that we just should ban them from the sport. I don't mean that in any way. No, no, because I, I there have been times, there have been teams, there have been things about Boston College football that I've enjoyed and respected over the last 25 years. But I have spent my entire life, not just my adult life, but my entire life going to games around the South. And I just was blown away that I could sit there and see all the cars coming at one time. Not sporadically throughout the day. Today. But there's nobody at the stadium. There's nobody in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes before the game, they're there. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, Tammy from Seneca gets it. We tailgate the spring game. You're gosh darn right we do, Tammy. It's one of the best tailgates of the year. I love tailgating the spring game. I'm sure you do. Well, you, you can park wherever you want. I'm just saying it is it is a different place, different mindset down here. There are you're right though there are a lot of G5 schools that are in in worse shape because at least I know that it's a big negative talking point in the summertime, but you're getting ACC TV money, and I know it's not Big Ten or SEC, but you're you're clearing a lot more than the MAC. You're clearing a lot more than some of these other G5 spots at those lower level schools. I can buy the argument, Brad, that Toledo's a better job. That's fine. I could buy that Ohio University is a better job. But half the MAC is way worse than BC. Yeah. Because they just don't have any funding at all. Kent State's a worse job. Akron is without a doubt. Bowling Green, even. even I, think, the, I think the directional, even the directional Michigan, Michigan schools. Yeah, yeah, all three of those are, are worse than Boston College. Eastern, Western, and Central. Central. Yeah. Ball State's a worse job. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a couple Mac jobs that maybe you could say are better because of your path to conference championships and things there. I just told you Air Force, if I were Calhoun, I would stay there. I don't know if the Air Force is a better job, but if I'm Calhoun and I've got my identity there, why give that up to go get fired at BC in three years? And especially you're at a place. Now, I know that there are transfers that come out of the service academies, but those coaches have it made compared to the rest of the sport right now. Yeah. Because those guys aren't, they're not leaving their, their path in the in the service. Yep. I remember one time when I, I covered a Boston College basketball game and they sent a writer. The Boston Globe sent a writer. It was the only media person who traveled. And this was back when media was traveling everywhere. Nowadays, that's not uncommon. But back then, this was ACC basketball. So anytime like if North Carolina came to town, they brought 40 media members with them. You know, if NC State, you know, even Wake Forest had you know, 10 or 15. Oh, I've seen the Clemson contingent. Y'all roll deep. Very deep. But Boston College sent a guy from the Boston Globe, and I sat beside him. <laughs> and hey, what do you think of it all? Um, He was he was still surprised that uh, people show up for these games. 
<laughs> Both media and fans. Wow. Yeah. That was That's got to be a game. tough beat to be on. The BC beat on the globe? Yeah. That's that's probably the most looked down upon beat you could get. You're working for the Globe, so that that's cool. In that industry, when I was in that one, that would have been a huge deal to work for the Globe. But when you realize that you're covering BC and not BC hockey, high school beat would be better. Honestly, I think you're right. Oh, I don't. There's any question. They play on Saturdays, so you get Friday nights off. <laughs> right? I think they used to. At some at some at point. some of those places, yeah, they do. Not all. But Friday night is not as big of a deal in the Northeast as it is in the South. Too cold. Too much of the season. So Boston College, not a great job. We, we painted a horrific picture of BC. Yeah. But, I, but I do think in terms of some of the bad jobs across college football at the Power 5 level, I don't want to include the Mac schools here. BC has history and things that they can actually sell. Like There have been times throughout history where BC football has been good. That's not a ton. But there's at least chapters in the last 34 years we can point to of successful BC teams. Yes, you, you are correct. There's other teams in that region that we can't point to in that same time frame to really point at as like real big-time teams. But my pushback to that is, you're talking about like Tom O'Brien years. Yeah, it had been recent. Like Tom O'Brien was, I mean, that was, you could win at places like Boston College in 2010. Oh, you had Matt Ryan, you had BJ Raji, Anthony Casanza. I mean, they had NFL dudes at Boston College. But even Tom O'Brien was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to NC State. I'm going to State. <laughs> he, went, he went full Wolfpack over staying at Boston College. So you're right, but now with the with the way the game has changed, and NIL is supposed to help you, supposed to help some schools get talent they couldn't get in other ways. Yeah. Yeah, Texas says Flutie was a long time That's ago. That's why I was more referencing Matt Ryan, but yeah, and, and those Tom O'Brien years. That's because the best football players don't live in that area of the country anymore. And they're not going there. That's why Syracuse is a very difficult job now. Why Pittsburgh's a very difficult job. I still think Syracuse is a way better job than BC. Way better. Yeah, because you have buy-in. You have fan support. Yeah. Like, they can pack the JMA wireless dome. Not for every football game, but like I know when Clemson comes to town or when Florida State comes to town, they they pack it out. Like there there is Syracuse football fandom. Uh, leave it to our entrepreneur Southern folks, and this is this is from from Brad and Clemson, who's uh, said he was from Massachusetts originally, but you could tell what he learned in the South. He said no tailgating allowed. I went a few years ago. I sold Seagram Seven and Ginger out of a solo cup, sitting next to. To a free to, to other fans, sit next to a tree. That hey, does sound hear, awful. If, if you go down by the tree over there, there's a guy selling selling liquor in a solo cup. Let's go! It's the only way we're going to get it. In one of the major cities in this country, the only way you're getting it is from Brad standing under a tree, not Brad Sinkoff, but a Brad standing <laughs> under a tree handing out seven and sevens. You don't pay for it though. I'm not giving that, <laughs> that ain't away. Cheap. 654 Roar. More to come on the other side after this. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those in need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easily Pickets, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. 
donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. This is Herb Tyler with Chick-fil-A Clemson, Chick-fil-A of Seneca. I wanted to make sure all of you Clemson fans know about the Chick-fil-A recruiting wrap-up presented by Fort Hill Clemson Club. This opportunity gives you the chance to support local scholarships in Oconee, Pickens County, and Pendleton High School. These are need-based scholarships. Get your tickets at eventbrite.com and come support the raising of funds for these scholarships. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And if this is your first time thinking about what you're getting your special someone, don't worry. Buff City Soap in Clemson and Greenville has got you covered. Whether it's a coworker, friend, teacher, significant other, or just someone that could use a thank you. Treat them to delightfully scented plant-based soaps, bath bombs, wax melts, candles, laundry soap, body butter, beard oil, and much more. Visit Buff City Soap in Clemson in the Harbor Village Shopping Center and in Greenville at the shops at Green Ridge. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P.com sports. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar, the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, 
where every day's game day. Back here live on the roar, the press box with Brad and John. You know, John, it's the time of the year. Uh, people are trying to, you know, maybe change some things in their in their life, and and, and winter can be difficult on folks. Uh, you, you start packing on the pounds during the holiday season, and then you you, know, you get here to February, and you're like, I didn't do anything I wanted to do in January, and I'm it's just the, the winter's gotten me. How do they get out of that that physical rut? Well, it's really simple. All you got to do is go to myphdweightloss.com and book your free consultation with Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team over there, especially at that Greenville location. You know, Brad, it was about a year ago that I got on the program. It was in February of last year. Actually, it was on Valentine's Day of last year that I started the program that I began my 20-week journey where I lost 55 pounds through PhD weight loss. How has it gone since the 20 weeks? It's been fantastic. It's you, been fantastic. You look the same. Thank you. And that, that, that is the goal. That is what maintenance provides in their plan, is you now have the tools to know what to do when you're grocery shopping, when you're planning out your week, when you're going out to eat, to know how to make the right choices for you and how your body processes and breaks down all these different types of foods. So it's, it cannot be more simple. It starts with a free consultation. Just go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Book your free consultation and enjoy the results on the end. Go check them out. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us today. Uh, some news to get to, John. Seattle Seahawks hired Mike McDonald yesterday to be their head coach. He was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens and now the youngest head coach in the NFL. And what a fast track he's been on to this position. Uh, they hired a man who's half the age of the man he's replacing. How crazy is that? I don't know about half. I mean, yeah, Pete no, Carroll. No, he is. No, Pete Carroll may be like on his, you know, driverless may say he's seventy-two years old. Right, Pete Carroll's like fifty-five. <laughs> I don't know. I, he's I, a young seventy-two. Okay, fine. We'll we'll go with that. Uh, but Mike McDonald's a young thirty-six. <laughs> young 37, 36, 37, Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think of this hire? I, I I was shocked when I looked up his resume to see how young he was. Or I'll put it this way, how, how, we're, how we're about the same age. <laughs> what have you done with your life, John? I got on a radio show. What are you talking about? I got to work here at the Roar. I'm That's winning. That's true. You're making similar sounds. I'm winning in life. Um, I do find it interesting. He's in a long line of guys that are coming up younger and coaching that didn't play college football. I'm, I'm finding this trend of coaches that never played in college. I find it to be very fascinating because instead of doing all that, you got to you learned. You just learned from good coaching. Yep. Uh, a young man who graduated from the University of Georgia was a GA for Mark Rick for oh, from wow. 2010 to 2013. Or 2010 GA, and then he was a quality control defensive assistant from 2011 to 2013. Then went right to the Ravens. And the only time he hadn't spent with the Ravens since uh, 2014 was that one year at Michigan. Yeah. When anybody who works for a Harbaugh, you got to do a year abroad working for the well, other Harbaugh. It, it was a loner. It was a loaner. I need I need a guy for a year. John says, sure, you can have him. And then John needed him back, and Jim said, okay. He he was a linebacker's coach for the Ravens, and then Michigan needed a defensive coordinator, so he goes to be the coordinator. And after one year of coordinating defense, John Harbaugh's like, well, hey, why don't you just do that for me instead? 
No, he literally needed him back. It was a loner. You know, and Barr was lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same thing. They're brothers. (laughs) It's essentially the same thing. It's what siblings do. But I I, I do think, just not with people and coaches, uh, generally speaking. But I I, I do think he is a good offensive. I mean, sorry, defensive. I think he's a good defensive mind. He schemes really well. You know, yes, the question is, can he run a team? I mean, th- this is where we are in the NFL, though. You you decide, do you want a leader team guy who can run it all and CEO it and all that kind of stuff, or do you really want a really good schemer who you hope has those qualities they just haven't necessarily been used or cultivated yet? That's kind of what you're, you know, you're trying to pick here in the NFL nowadays. I'm I'm good with this hire. Because you don't have a franchise quarterback in Seattle right now that you have to cater your hire towards. You know, you don't have a young quarterback on a, who was a first-round pick on a rookie deal that you have to try to make sure you can capitalize on that window. You don't have, like, where the Chargers just hired Jim Harbaugh because you have Justin Herbert locked in and you need to maximize the quarterback. I like Geno Smith, but he's not the long-term answer in Seattle right now. So I understand why you'd go get a guy on the defensive side of the ball to try to shore up those things. Well, weren't when when Seattle was at its peak, which has been a couple of times. Yeah. Defense led the way. It was Legion of Boom. Yeah. And they they drafted so well up front. Remember they were I mean, every year they were landing a starter on the defensive line or linebacker. You know, like they were just they were just built up front and then their secondary really took off. For a while there, so I I, I think they they prefer the path they prefer is defense, and that's fine. I do it how you want to do it. So I, this may you, they went and got the best defensive guy was out there. That's and, and it's, it's that a, simple, and it makes a lot of sense too. When who's the team to beat in that division? The San Francisco 49ers, who are led offensively with Kyle Shanahan scheme. So it's it makes a lot of sense that this was the move that they made. I predicted this weeks ago, and it played out that way. You hired a guy who can scheme up against Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and I, I just think that's your identity. That's the side of the ball that you want to be known for. You've decided that path, and so you went and got the best guy you think can get you there with that. Is Seattle making the right decisions as an organization? Basically dumping Pete Carroll and saying, I, hey, it's time to move on. I don't know about all that. I, I think Pete Carroll still had gas left in the tank. Would you have let him go out on his own accord? Yes, I would have. I, I think they're just wanting to start some different directions here with as an organization. I'm not saying it's going to work out for them. Uh, speaking of working out for them, Dave Canales, the new Panthers head coach, is being introduced today. And there's a, currently a press conference going on right now as we speak with the new GM, Dan Morgan, and the new head coach, Dave Canales. Dave Canales is a Pete Carroll guy. Speaking of Seattle, uh, he has he sort of tries to emulate that Pete Carroll energy that you were talking about earlier. Young, what'd you say? He's a he's a young 72, yeah. like he's 57. Yeah. Yeah, Canales really is young, but he he's that's who we learned from. He was a Seattle guy, and so he's trying to bring some of that same energy to Charlotte. Uh, he wants to, you know, he said, um, be crazy about the ball, as he put it. Forcing turnovers on defense, protecting it on offense is one of his trademark things okay dan morgan says quote the logo about the panthers has to be feared again because right now it's not feared interesting admission that's a 
a strong and extremely accurate statement. But someone like Dan Morgan knows what that logo meant to be feared. He's someone who can deliver that message with some credibility to it. Yeah. Canales said, quote, we're going to become what Bryce Young is great at, end quote. That's the right, that's the right message to send. What is that? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but I'm not the guy who's oh, been tasked to figure that out. Oh, boy. Uh, Bryce Young was drafted number one overall, not because of his size. No. That would have been Anthony Richardson. Not really because of his arm strength. He doesn't have Josh Allen arm. That would have also been Anthony Richardson. He, okay, fair. Uh, he was drafted number one overall because of his leadership skills, his ability to recognize and understand defenses, which I, I think is still there, but I think he's had, he just has to learn. But he's cerebral, and he delivers the ball on time. That's what he did in college. The ball got where it needed to be when it needed to be there, and he could dissect defenses and sort of anticipate. He's really good at that, anticipating what was about to occur and how to get his receiver open. Mm-hmm. The problem is he had no receivers who could get open, and he was basically stuck in a bad pocket. He was stuck in an where offensive line couldn't block for him. So is Canales going to roll him out more and use some bootlegs and do some everything, move him around? Yes. The answer is yes, yes, you yes, need yes, to. yes, yes. You need to. Because... Did they do that with Baker? Remember what we talked about with Baker in Tampa with Canales? Then all of a sudden, Baker had throwing lanes I never saw in Cleveland. You know, he they never could, had in Carolina. They could adjust the pockets and give him these these wide open lanes where he could see his receivers and trust that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were where they needed to be. Now, one big issue with that is you don't have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin in Charlotte right now to catch the balls in these throwing lanes. That I, I do agree with you. I think Canales that is going to be one of the things he does well when you have a shorter quarterback who can't see over all the the in Charlotte, the horrible things that are happening in front of you. You need to be able to find these passing lanes, but I just struggle. Do they have the receiver talent to match that? To be able to find the guys that can get into those spaces where Bryce Young can find them? Because I don't think Adam Thielen has that same burst he had years ago in Minnesota. I don't think DJ Chark is all that exceptional as a wide receiver. Some of the other guys they have there. I think that, that room needs to be overhauled. It does, and it will be but you have to, to take this job, you had to agree that you could fix Bryce Young. Oh, absolutely. That you weren't like, uh, can we move on with him after two years? I mean, what's, what, what, what are we doing? No, you, you had to sell the owner that you were sold on Bryce Young that you can make him. And that's part of the problem with this job that I didn't like about it was whoever, you were, whoever was going to be hired was going to be tied to fixing Bryce Young. And if that's not done, you're not going to be the coach there. And you don't have a first-round pick in which to try to help fix Bryce Young and give him other pieces around him. Mm. That's going to be difficult. And it's gonna, I mean, I don't know what the cap situation looks like, but it's going to be a very difficult sell for Charlotte to get anybody in free agency yeah. unless they can just overpay for people. All right, here's an interesting tidbit from Dave Canales, who's still meeting with the media up in Charlotte. Uh, he's a young coach. He's not been a head coach before. He's not had that experience level. He has said he's going to bring into his, into his organization, part of his staff, Jim Caldwell former Lions coach, um, Colts coach. Where else did he coach? Every Everywhere and where everything. Where hasn't he coached? Uh, <laughs> where hasn't he coached? Yeah, that, that, that's probably a better question. I feel like this is kind of what Jim Caldwell just does now. 
Now, he was a special assistant or senior assistant to the staff this past year. So he's already on the payroll. Okay. I knew he was in some type of role like that. He's going to be special advisor, I believe, to that sort of role, some sort of advisory role to Canales. He's going to be his right man. He's going to be his, his, his Woody McCorvey. Yeah. For lack of better description. I, I think that's a good role for Jim Caldwell. Yeah, he's, he's going to mentor Canales on how to be a head coach, how to handle situations, how to get things done at the NFL level, all how that. Set, how to set up the calendar, how to figure out how training camp is going to work. I mean, all those little things that, that Canales has just never done. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, you know, how to you know coach him up, how to work with the media, how to deal with various situations, how to, you know, motivate and punish and all that, all that, all the stuff that comes with being a head coach, how to be a leader, how to be a leader of men. Caldwell's probably going to be maybe the guy he leans on the most there for that, which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit he threw in there is that he referenced Jim Caldwell and indicates he'll be a part of the staff. So they're not just moving on from him after one year in the organization. Man, Dave Canal said, quote, my timeline is today, end quote. So he wants, he wants to turn this thing around quickly. I don't, I don't think it's a quick turnaround. There's other, there's other places that are going to have very quick turnarounds that are on new coaches. This is not one of them. This is probably not one of them. I don't think either of the jobs in the NFC South are one of them. However, if he were to transform the offense and make it, I'm not going to say he's going to have he's going to have a 4,000-yard passer this year like he did last year with Baker Mayfield, but if he does transform the offense and make Bryce Young at least something hopeful, in 2024 for the future, could they get to six, seven wins? Maybe. Is that reasonable? Like that kind of, I mean, they're not going to go to nine wins next year. To me, it's not as much about the win total as it is the proof of concept. And as to what you can build on when you do have a full arsenal of draft picks again, and what you then have something like, you know, especially the texter brings up that they're, they can't overpay. They're paying three coaches. <laughs> Once they get some of that wrong. stuff out of the way, you know, to me, I'm looking for just, Proof of concept this year. It doesn't. Ha- I don't think there's a win total for me when I look at Charlotte for 2024. Okay, too early to start talking about that. Oh yeah, I, I want to see scheme improvement. I want to see individual player improvement. I got to see offensive line. Yeah, I, makeover. That's what I mean. I, so I can't, especially before we do the draft or free agency or any of those things, put a win total on what I think success looks like in year one for Dave Canales right now. Are you intrigued by Canales at least? Yes. I'm intrigued because I didn't think anybody was going to be able to get that out of Baker Mayfield. But we've seen this many times. You hit your wagon to something like that, and people think you, that means you can do it anywhere. Sure, and you yeah. go, and it doesn't work that way. You didn't have the same personnel. Didn't have the same buy-in. Didn't have the same quarterback. So you have to be careful with some of that, too. 654-ROAR. We'll do some more college football on the other side. Don't go anywhere. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help.
This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers, and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home with the pros at zero res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention to me, Mickey and the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Hi, I'm Allison. I teach Bible study at the Dream Center, and it has been a very fulfilling thing for me to be able to see life change and walk alongside the very people that we are helping. By volunteering at the Dream Center, it gives you a chance to get a front row seat into exactly what we're doing in the Dream Center and how the Dream Center touches lives, not only here, but in the surrounding areas. Classes are offered Monday through Thursday here on campus. And one of the neat things is how you can get involved. If you're a retired teacher, you're, you have time, you have an education background, or even if you just love people and have a passion for something, anything, we would love for you to come and be a part of our team and be a part of what we do here in, at the Dream Center. The Dream Center has over 600 volunteers that help in all aspects of their ministry. Learn more and sign up for a volunteer orientation at dreamcenterpc.org. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Bojangles Chicken Rice Bowl is bowled from the bottom up with dirty rice, Cajun pintails, grilled chicken, or Supremes and cheese. And try the new Chicken Rice Bowl for a limited time. It's bow time. Nothing says I love you like romantic, timeless jewelry. Even better when you can save an extra 20%. Right now at Diamonds Direct, all fashion favorite jewelry is 20% off. That's earrings, bracelets, pendants, bands, colored gemstone jewelry. Get 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. Special financing, too. Get her something she can enjoy and appreciate for years to come. A fashion favorite from Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion ebay motors is here for the ride go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's hoop season here at the Roar, and we've got you covered all day long. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar, the press box with Brad and John. Thank you for joining us today. We talked about the Boston College job coming open. A couple people are asking on the Abs Kirby text line. Is Mike Reed a potential candidate for that position? Mike Reed, of course, is the now longtime, <laughs> can't believe I'm saying that, 
time goes by way too quickly, by the way. Uh, I remember when I was played golf with him one year in one of the outings. It was like his like maybe second year at Clemson or something like that, and that's forever ago now. Uh, but Mike Reed, longtime uh, staff member of Dabo Sweeney, assistant, you know, head coach, uh, runs special teams, and of course has been putting cornerbacks in the NFL now for several years and has sort of built his uh, reputation on doing so. Recruits at a high level, uh, evaluates really well. I think he's one of the smarter minds. You know, when I sit down and talk to Coach Reed, you know, at least once a year, I, I think there's just there's just a lot of internal, you know, just institutional knowledge of what goes on at Clemson and, and how to coach in this at this level. He's really good at what he does. Mike Reed's an excellent coach. Excellent coach. No other way to say it. He's also a Boston College guy. He yep. played there and has the connections there. And you you got to wonder if he would be on a short list. Uh, I would, if I were advising Boston College, not trying to run anybody off, but if I was advising Boston College today, I would have them look into to Mike Reed as a potential fit. I don't want this to happen. I want Mike Reed to stay at Clemson because Mike Reed has done an unbelievable job at Clemson. But he is very much worthy of a phone call from the alma mater. Did you know, uh, I just learned something about Mike Reed. Did you know where and when he was drafted into the National Football League? Uh, Mid-90s. He was selected in the seventh round of the 95 draft as the final pick of the expansion Carolina Panthers. Really? So Mr. Irrelevant of 1995. <laughs> Interesting. Mr. Irrelevant in 95. So they can they can draft people who eventually work for Clemson, but they can't draft Clemson players. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> That's funny how it works out that way. Uh, I, I, do, I do hold Mike Reed in very high regard. In, in highest of regards to me in terms of position coaches in the sport. And just go look at all the people who have tried to hire him the last several years. Kirby Smart has, take some, has taken some swings at Mike Reed. I would love to sit down with, with Coach Reed off the record or someone very close to him and, and get the real scoop on how many schools have actually inquired about Mike Reed. I think it would be maybe not an astounding number, but maybe an astounding list. I, I agree with you. I, th- I think his reputation in the game is strong absolutely it's always been kind of under the radar strong but i think it's very strong so yeah i think boston college would be plus it's in the acc you know it's kind of like tony elliott going to sure virginia there's some of that league familiarity there i don't know that that would happen i'm not predicting it's going to happen i I don't even know if he's on a short list for them that's part of the problem too is who's going to report and tell us what's going on in at Boston College, your buddy from the Globe, I don't <laughs> the think one guy on I, the beat. <laughs> I doubt he. I doubt he's still doing that. He's not hoofing it around the BC beat anymore. He's moved on. I hope so. <laughs> or, I mean, in that industry, the the industry probably moved him on. Yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. So I don't think they probably don't have a beat writer. Uh, that being said, I, I do know a guy who covers Boston College. AJ Black. Well, we should see if we can get him on the program. My, I can, I can at least reach out to him to gauge if there's some BC interest in. Uh, he's part of he's BC Eagle Insider. Okay, 
uh, part of the twenty four seven network. He's really good. He's really good. So I may I may reach out to him and see if there's anything he can, you know, if he's, if he's heard. But outside of him, I don't know anybody that covers Boston College. Uh, but yeah, we, it is going to be hard to get a lot of information. I mean, honestly, it was hard. If we didn't have Connor O'Neill, we wouldn't know hardly anything about Duke or Wake. Well, Wake hadn't had a coaching hire in a while. I mean, but he covers both. He does. But I'm just saying, in terms of coaching hires, you don't, it's, it's hard. It's not like, you know. It's not, it's not like the Alabama search was where everything is just, you know, lead story on every news outlet. Yeah. No, Boston College is not like Alabama, John. Not in any way, shape, form, fashion. You know, I, you know, a lot of times we keep the four-letter network on in the studio while we're doing these shows. And I remember a few weeks ago when Nick Saban retired, it's all these certain morning programs talked about. Yep. I hadn't mentioned Jeff Halfley in Boston College this morning. <sighs> Probably not. By the way, the transfer window currently open for Boston College players if they want to leave the program, and there'll be probably many who do. Classes have already started. There are, you know, they're enrolled at, at BC. I don't think we see a huge exodus right now at BC. But I think the spring window is going to be a problem for Boston College. So you don't think many take advantage of this? No, if window. you've already started your classes, and especially if you're like at this point probably already past your drop ad date, and in terms of transferring, you have to show continuous progress towards a degree. I think a lot of these guys will be better served if they want to move on from BC, where we are in the calendar. Go through spring ball, finish your semester, then hit the portal. Okay. I'm looking at the aforementioned AJ Black for. Eagle Insider there, 24-7. Looking at his list of coaches. Okay. What does he have? Very similar to the names that the Athletic had. He did add uh, Tony Gibson from NC State. That's really it. I mean, it was same, same li- or very similar list. Not the exact same names. Bill O'Brien, very high on the list. Would, would Bill O'Brien take that job? I think we're at a point now where Bill O'Brien would say yes to almost any job. Mm. He went to Ohio State. That makes no sense. Why? I just don't get it. You you were you're past happy Ohio State with all this stuff, and then I mean it's not like Bill O'Brien got rave reviews in Tuscaloosa. It's not like Bill O'Brien got rave reviews in New England. Yeah. Texas brought up Luke Keekley, former player. To coach BC? Yeah, I don't think no. he has any. He has no no coaching experience, right? Like he's not. I don't even know what he's doing. What is Luke doing these days? I think days? he's just living in Charlotte, <laughs> like being around the Panthers. Or something. I don't. He's earned the right not to have to do a whole lot. He's got a lot of money. He's probably got investments and businesses and whatnot potentially. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything he's actually doing. But I also I don't see Boston College. Although he would be, you know, the favorite son coming home. And that's all it's about nowadays is coming home, but. I just don't see how you hand the keys to a Power 5 program to a guy who has never coached at all. Yeah. Bill Belichick would be the funniest thing ever. I'd be hilarious. You want to do something just flat out, just unbelievable hilarious. Go hire. Go hire Bill to Convince him to take the job. You know what? I was just kind of thinking of this name here. I'd gauge Brian Hartline. Let me tell you why. That man was just handed the keys a year ago to the offense, and then a year later, Ryan Day takes it away from him to give it to Bill O'Brien? I have no idea if Hartline can be a head coach. 
this is a great time to prove that because I also think that the leash is a little short on Ryan Day. Would not be the worst thing in the world to go out and maybe prove yourself a little bit? I don't know. The problem is that you just hired a coordinator from Ohio State a few years ago, and now you're going to go hire another coordinator from Ohio State to to take over for the guy who was your former coordinator from Ohio State. I don't know. Plus, Hartwell would be, be a stepping stone job for sure. He's out of there in two years if he has any success. I, who are you, who out there on these lists is going to stay at BC longer than a couple of years if they have success? One of these assistants, one of these coordinators. Like I think out Washington, if he got that job, been, he'd be out in a couple of years. Well, yeah, I, I I guess so. Maybe maybe you're right, but I still, I we, we don't know what level of coach they can even get right now. I don't think they know because I don't. It's really think this was an athletic department that was prepared for this. Probably not. I still think you, you have to consider... I know it's just not in vogue anymore, and it probably wouldn't work, but I still think you have to consider just getting through 2024 with somebody. I'm not saying Jim Grobe, but something like that in in a way, just to get, just to get through and then figure it out. Because it's awfully late in the game on February 1st, and this is not a program... That's gonna have it's just let's pick of the litter. If this if this job came open on December first, they'd be in, they'd still be struggling to fill the role. But they'd have a much better chance of getting. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm just saying. Like to to the point of this is a very difficult job to go out and hire for. I'll ask you this: Do you think Manny Diaz would have entertained this job if he had, if if this would have been in the cycle when Duke was hiring? I think so. Maybe. The timing. But I think is Duke's brutal. easier to win at. Timing's brutal right now for this. For this, I'd much program. rather follow Mike Elko at Duke than follow Jeff Halfley at Boston College. I think Mike Elko raised a lot of the floor at Duke over the last couple of years and showed some proof of concept that winning can be had in Durham. So much so, Malik Murphy left Texas to come to Duke. Yeah, you know, they say there's never a good time to really leave a job. There's always like a you know, there's never like this is the time you go. You know what I mean? Like there's never a window. Seems like in any profession anymore. Sure. But boy, this is a really bad time. <laughs> I mean, this was really bad. Because you, you just have such a small list of people who can who can take it. And who would want to take it. And who want to take on this challenge of, hey, team, here's a new coach you've never heard of. Oh, all y'all are allowed to leave? Like, I just don't see a lot of coaches wanting to sign up for a new job on February 1st where the portal is now open into March. And then the portal opens again six weeks after that. I just had this thought. Oh, boy. If you're Shane Beamer, are you calling Jade McGowan back? Oh, boy. Can you go home again to home again? again How many times home? can you go home? How many times can you go home again? Can you, can, can at, least, you, at least one more. He went home and then left home to his new home. But now his new home may become his old home, so he can go back to his old home that was his, will be his new home. I don't think he stays at Boston College. Do you? Maybe not, but I don't think he goes to South Carolina. Did you know he posted on social media? No, I don't follow BC players on social media, Brad. What's what wrong he post? with you? A broken heart. The little emoji with the little crack okay. in the heart. He's tore up about it, John. I'm just saying, Shane I'm sure Beamer. He is. 
Shane Beamer, do you call? Would, well, would no, you take no, him back? No, that's tampering, Brad. You, you, if you're Shane Beamer, you don't call him. You answer his phone call, but you don't call him, Brad. I'm that's saying tampering. he enters the portal, which is highly likely. Would Would you take him? Because he had the familiarity. He was already told you he was coming, and then he left because he was getting a bigger bag. I, I mean, everybody comes back to South Carolina, Brad. Gilbert Evan can give up starting jobs to come back and compete. McGowan can give up a starting job at BC to go compete at South Carolina. It is home. Again. And no one welcomes them home more. I, I'm just asking if, if South Carolina fans would even want the guy after he said, I'm coming, and then said, nah, I'm going to BC. I think they would say no until he announces his commitment, and then they'd be like, yes. He may also wait to see who the head coach is. That would be what I would advise him if I were a like, family member. Like I said a little bit ago, if I'm on that team or if I'm advising someone on that team, based on where you're at right now in the calendar – Finish out the spring semester, see who the new coach is, see if it's even a fit for you, and then go to the portal later in, in the year. Because where, what course load are you picking up in the spring semester? Well, you can't at this point. I, you're you're essentially stuck where you're at right now, unless you want to be ruled ineligible academically for a semester. Then no, I think I think and that semester stuck. would be the fall semester, where you play football. Looking to see if Boston College had scheduled anything spring-wise. I feel like they're one of those schools that always did spring early. You know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, um, but I don't, I don't see anything that's that they've scheduled spring game or no, they they've not scheduled their spring game as far as I know. I'm just wondering if that was by design. Have we have anything planned yet? During the Magic Johnson, I ain't gonna play in the season because I ain't gonna be here. I ain't gonna be here. I tell you, John, the more the more we talk this thing out and think this thing through, I would not be shocked to see Bill O'Brien as the head coach at Boston College. Doesn't look pretty. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But would he take the job? I think he would. I, I you're if if you're going for the guy who's gonna say yes, then then you had to put Bill O'Brien on a short list. Is uh, is <laughs> what's better job, head coach of Boston College or offensive coordinator of Ohio State? Uh, offensive coordinator of Ohio State. You really think so? On that ship that could sink if things don't go well this year, you could be out of a job next year. Bill, yeah, Bill but, but you can point at everybody that oh, it was Ryan Day's fault. He didn't put me in a good situation to succeed. Bill O'Brien's so well connected, he'll get another job. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that this is the, this is the move, to uh, to change Bill Bryan's career. But would he say yes to it? I don't think he's at the point where he but, needs to change his career. I just think he honestly needs, he wants to coach. No, I think I think it's a point in his career. He would. He'd rather be people saying yes to him than he have to say yes to Ryan Day all the time. You're probably right about that. The man's been a general manager and a head coach at the National Football League after just working for Bill Belichick. He probably wants to get to tell people what to do again i i think so too I, I think power would be more important to him than the actual position and where he's at yeah. just saying six five four roar when we come back daniel sure of the athletic.com will join us live on the show get his thoughts on this and a lot more uh it's kickoff hour three don't go anywhere WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT 